emphasis we go before the throne of God. Amen. In prayer. Amen. Trusting and believing in the Lord. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we stand right now before your presence this evening, Father God, we ask you to look upon the service tonight. We pray tonight, Lord God, that you would bless every heart that is here. We pray, God, that you would bless those that have tuned in. God, those that are looking, God, right now, we pray blessings over them. We pray, God, that you continue to strengthen them. God, that you continue to keep them with the mind. We pray, God, that you would bless all those that are sick. All those that are afflicted by this here virus. We know, God, that you are able to touch. We know, God, that you are able to send deliverance right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we pray this evening, God, that you would bless right now. Bless every home. Bless every heart, God, that may be touched by this virus. God, give them what they need right now. Strengthen them, God, in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless the hands of those that are laboring. God, and working with all of these souls that are sick. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask you tonight, God, to bless them, Lord. To give them the strength, God, they need. Shield and protect them, God, as they work right now. Watch over them, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the mind tonight. We thank you for every heart that want to be here. God, we thank you right now. We pray tonight, God, for all of the souls that we have called their names out. We ask God that you would bless them. God, touch them. Heal them. Give them strength right now. We pray for the man of God tonight that is going forth in the word. We pray, God, that you would word his mouth and give him a word for the peoples right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. We appreciate you, God, for what you have already done in all of our lives. We give you thanks right now. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. God bless you right now. Thank the Lord. Put your hands together and give God a praise. Amen. Amen. The word right now. Amen. Go ahead, sister. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the staff of the Father and from the nuisance pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror of thy night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, Glory. and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is 
When you don't obey what they say, you 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 sacrifice in your own life. Amen. When you don't obey, amen. When they tell you to stay in the house, when they tell you don't gather in large crowds, amen. You curse your own self. Amen. Sometimes I don't think the young people's really understanding. They really don't know. Amen. But you, from what I have gotten out of this, from what them doctors and things is saying, amen, because it's not given to us to know, amen, these people's work in that field, amen, praise God, they work there, they know about these different viruses, they know about these different things, amen, and they're telling us what we need to do, amen, praise God, and it's a simple thing, it's just obeying what they're saying. But so many people say, amen, praise God, amen, I don't really think they know the danger of it, amen. They're not really looking, the young folks are not really looking, amen, praise God, amen. You can walk around and have this stuff and not even know it. You can walk around and you can breathe on somebody, amen, and don't even know that you have it, amen, praise God. And that's how this stuff spreads. It spreads, amen, praise God. The reason why it spread like it is because we will not follow the protocol what they have set up. If we would only follow the protocols, amen, praise God, amen. Uh, and I'm getting ready to bring this speak on, amen, praise God, amen. I know the government is talking about opening things, opening, opening things back up, amen. He's talking about opening the church and praise God. Amen. None other than Minister Alvin Harris. Let's say amen for an amen. Thank you, Bishop. I say greetings to each and every one, amen, that's here. Amen. Those that are out in radio land or watching us live stream, I mean, this is a privilege as well as an honor. Amen. Listening at what was said, what came to mind was Proverbs, the third chapter, verses five and six. And it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. It says in all thy ways, not some of them, all thy ways, Acknowledge him and he will direct our path. That don't mean gonna do it for a minute and then still gonna decide, well, all right, I think I'm all right, God. You can go on your business. I got this. It don't work like that. We're now living in a time where we really need him. And then he's showing his power. This has not come on us for nothing, but we thank God for what he's done. So in this, as I was thinking, I started asking myself some questions. But hold on before I go any further. I give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our beloved Pastor Bishop Carr. Amen. Elect Lady Mother Shirley Carr. Amen. All the elders in their absence. Amen. Their wives, the, the deacons, the mothers, the brothers, the sisters, the lay members, the children. All of those that are under the sound of my voice. I thank God 
for just another opportunity. And for someone else that is also important. My precious, as God call it, my rib, my side, my side arm over there, Sister Barbara. Amen. I thank God, amen, for this opportunity as I stated before. And then as I was sitting, I'm going to go on into what I started with. And I had to ask myself a few questions. I'm going to tell you, the way I asked them, you might want to think about it yourself. And the question number one that I asked, has God done enough for me that I should have no doubt that he's real? You better say that again. Oh, he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. Whether I decided I wanted to go his way or not, remember the opening scripture was trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Okay. Sometimes God puts us in predicaments to where we have to call on him. And you find out the only way that you're going to get out of that problem is through him. And then I had to ask myself the next question. Have I drawn the line in my life where I've started making progress and overcoming myself? Right. And the reason why I know that I had to ask that, I know how I started out. I know the things that God saved me for. I know the things that I used to do. And then not only that, some other people that knew me before, they seen the old Alvin. I have to say, well, Lord, I thank you for your delivering power. Yeah. Now, if he could do that for that part of me, this is what we're going through. Ain't nothing right now, but we got to go through. And then when things get crazy, I think about another passage of scripture and it says, he that fainteth in the time of adversity, his strength is small. So it's easy to talk all that big talk long as you're not going through anything. I think about the late Bishop James Lane. He used to say to us, an empty wagon makes a lot of noise. So in that amen, that brought me to another question. Then it says, am I tired of being beat by the weaknesses I know that's in me? You said, mother, shortcomings. But even in that, I had to ask myself, whose fault is that? That I'm still holding on to that. That's mine. Nobody's fault but mine. I thought about the words that you just used a few minutes ago, Bishop. Obedience. You've given us the way. Mother, when she's taking the time out to give us a word, she's given us instruction. Why is it hard to be obedient? It shouldn't not be named the child of God. But just think, as time goes on, Gotta change. And see, and in that, I thought about Psalms 39. Sister Barbara, would you read that? I said, Yes. I will take heed to my wife. Mm. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who said that? I said. Meaning you, the individual. Me, I said. So you have to take this for yourself. 
Because somewhere down the line, you ought to get tired of making all these dumb, crazy mistakes and continuously starting over. But the good thing that I got to say in that is at least you haven't quit yet. Because you want to try it again. Go on, sis. I said I will take heed to my word. Yes. That I sin not with my tongue. Mm. I will keep my mouth with the bridle. Ooh. While the wicked is before me. All right. Now, hold it right there. See, a lot of times, because we sitting up there jumping around and talking, as we use the phrase, and which it ain't nothing but a bunch of noise. When you gonna prove it? Everybody else is watching you. Somewhere down the line, it's like I just finished reading. You ought to get tired of beating yourself up. Or as we use the phrase, getting in the mirror. They said, now you know better than that. Why are you doing that? This, this is, what's that word that ain't the word used now? They call it, this is whack. So in other words, it don't make no sense that you are allowing yourself to keep bowing and being captivated with, and I got to go and say, that spirit of disobedience. Because the Lord be telling you which way to go. Because the man of God and the woman of God have already given you the instruction. And these instructions are easy. Especially if you are willing to be obedient. So I thank God, amen, in that and how he's taking me and showing me all the things about myself. And it's not that I'm saying I'm so perfect. But yet at the same time, I see myself while I'm coming out. Do you want to come with me? Or do you want to stay back there? See, I'm reminded of one passage of scripture that says, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. See, how often do you want to, do we take the time out after God has delivered us, go back to your brother or your sister and let them know, rather than putting your foot on them, hey, look, I was like that one time. Look, don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Hang in there. It gets better. Deliverance will come. The thing about it, I have to ask questions. Do you really want it? See, and with those good Bible scholars, they say you overcome by what? Why is that? It is because your testimony not only are you speaking this before others, you are encouraging yourself. And God is recognizing this to help you be able to step in this thing and overcome and show everybody else he is your help. See, so many times we want and then see that was another thing that came to mind. Elder Coney he had a box that he had put down there in the floor. And he was letting us know in that a lot of times we look at God and say, he ain't big enough. And in his illustration, he would walk around in that box and when he got to the edge, you know, I kind of thought about this commercial I seen where you got this little robot that comes out to clean. That bad boy roll around and hit the wall, boop. And then after they hit the wall, they know it can't go any further. Then it'll go to the other spot. They hit the wall, boop. 
but it's still cleaning all the while it's moving. Only thing about it that I thought about in that was that thing was still working even though it was still hitting the walls, but are we still working? Have I given up? Now, am I still picking up and overcoming? Am I being striving to do? But the bad thing about that, even though, yeah, I'm still working, but I'm keeping God in the box. So, also, after he finished his message and the, and the pastor got up, he got in that box. And I got to thinking about that. And it's not that I'm calling him God or anything, but as God began to give him the message and the anointings hit, I seen him kick part of that box boundaries open to break those limits. Or as we say, to break the chains. To let us see, okay, now you got freedom. You have no reason to be still trying to keep him contained. And see, with us, and with that in mind, let me say it like that, or this rather, with us seeing that we are serving a God that you don't have to keep in the box, but to go ahead on and let him out, how in the world do you think you're going to be able to show others? You got to get let him out of that box. Start believing. See, he killed, I know that the word says he gives to every man according to his several ability, but yet he also gives according to the measure of faith. See, it may not take as much faith for this brother as it would take for me, or for that sister as it would take for me. And as I was even listening at the sister testify, because of her obedience, how God continued to not only show her, but him stepping out of the box and show you, hey, ain't no limit. All you did was thank it, but I'm here to deliver you. And see, this is another reason why 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, if my people who are called by my name will just humble themselves. Again, he's speaking an act of obedience. Humble themselves. Pray. Turn from their wicked ways. So that means they're showing us we got something we got to do in order to get God to work for us. And then, once he starts working, again, you got to quit trying to keep him in the box. Let him out. He's got work that he want to do. Things that he wants to show you, and he can't show you if you won't take it and try him. Then I had to ask the next question. Am I defeating my purpose? Am I doing everything to make it better? Or anything to make it better? Do I gladly receive the word of God? Now, just think now. On the day of Pentecost. Or should I say just a little bit before them. That time. The Lord had let the people know. As he, he was going to leave. But he was going to come back and send the comforter. He gave them a commandment to go meet, gather in this place. And they did. But he was letting them know that is a frame of mind that you must obtain. And all of those that did this, and they went in in a prayer for mind, not coming in as a social club and, and kicking it and, and enjoying 
Jane, Sally, and Julie, or, and Uncle Wild, and Brother Joe, and all of them come in. But they were sitting there with their minds focused in the things that God was going to do. Why? Because they knew they were serving a big God, which is what we're doing now. This is why we're saying the way we think, the things we are, to let people know all you got to do is quit putting God not only in the box, but quit putting him on the back burner. He wants to come forth. He's got a work that he want to do through us, with us, for us, to us. But he can't do it if we keep limiting him. And that's the thing. Notice, I said keep limiting him. He said, yeah, I can do this, but and yeah, I believe God will do that, but. And I seen him do that, but. And I seen him also do that over there, but. When are we going to take through all them butts and, and, and just open the door and, and kick them out? I'm reminded how even in Hebrews he said, and for without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you don't believe, he said now, and then one of my daddy's favorite scriptures, he said, for God is, is a rewarder of them that diligently, and diligent is another word for saying serious. Are we serious about this thing? Are we serious about seeking God? Is it important to you what God has to offer? Because see, when you're living in doubt or Having yourself fixed where you want to stay in that butt line, or you just decided that, okay, it's working, but however, I do see that, but however, and see, notice that word but just keep appearing. It ain't but three letters, but it carries a lot of weight because it's got a spirit with it, a spirit that God cannot use. And He wants to use us, and He can't use us. If we're sitting back saying that he's, he, you don't feel that he can, or your problem is too big for him. I think about that song that Sister Barbara used to sing, and she can still do occasionally. She said, you can move mountains in my way. You can turn midnight into day. Fight every battle that seems hard. Say, yes, but there's nothing. Too hard for God. Why? Because she's letting him out of that box. And before she got there, I'm quite sure you have to go through things, and she's been through things that challenged her faith. Notice, I said challenged it. I didn't say overcame her. It challenged her faith to let, and then God came in to allow her and see. Hey, look, I don't care what you got. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be anyway. This is why I like, uh, was that John, 15th chapel. And I believe this is maybe around the latter portion of the 15th, uh, verse 5 in, in, or 6. They said, but for without me, you can do nothing. See, so many times we feel like, oh, we got it going on. Yeah, yeah you got it going all right, but you got it going the wrong way. Because we want to do this without God. He's steady showing us. Nothing or anything that we do, we can do it on our own. If it works for him. I'm so glad my eyes open. And 
trying to live without God, oh, you can forget that. That ain't happening. Not a peaceful life. Sure, yes, you can live without it. But are you going to receive those things that he had for you, that was meant for you? I think about, what is that? Uh, I believe that's the 17th verse, I mean, excuse me, chapter of Jeremiah. He said, before I formed thee in the bed. He said, I knew thee. So we can't sit back and say, God, uh, no, he, he, I only touch the Tommy. I'm going to give it to somebody else. I said, man, I can take it. No, he designed you already for his use. I'm glad he did. Because not only did Bishop James Lane need you, hey, Captain, I need you now. I appreciate your help. Mother God, oh, Lord, how much Yes, you a good mother. I try to stay out of the way because mama's whooping. Don't get me wrong, daddy can whoop. But boy, something about mama's whooping. Woo-wee, you don't want that. So in that, or in this, as I'm saying, I'm striving to be what God needs me to be. Because why? I want to be a light. That city that sit on the hill. Words that cannot be heeded. He said, neither do a man take a candle and put it under a bushel. He said, but he put it on the candlestick. But the thing about it, what good is it doing to have the light if you're going to be ashamed of it? I know it seems like I may be somewhat jumping around, but yet, even in that, it all ties in together. And then I also happen to think, how is the, now is the time that I get serious about my soul? Okay, people are leaving here right and left now. They, not only are they leaving here, mother said it, and then Bishop did too. They both said it. People walking around with this thing, this disease, this illness, and they taking it everywhere to everybody else. Don't even know. And then some of them, they don't care. They have, Satan has allowed them, actually allowed nothing. He has convinced them that, well, you got to die of something. What kind of excuse is that? It really is none. When you got a God that really wants you to live and have a perfect life, upright before him. And all you have to do is the word that he mentioned to us. Just be obedient. The thing about it is when you do it, be serious about it. That's what's going to take you through. And then I had to ask my question. Another one I asked, how good do I treat God? And boy, I had to rub my head because I thought about that banner. Am I giving God my best? Am I living the way that I need to? Do people see enough God in me that it's going to draw them? Am I being obedient to the man of God when he's taking the time out to sit there and, and work with me because he sees something in me? And then, and that's whether it's a good or a bad thing because if he sees something bad in me, he, if I allow God, he's going to preach that hell out of me. And then going to instill that good spirit in me. 
And this is why, you know, I'm treating God this way because why am I mistreating God? I'm mistreating this man. So that means if I'm, if I'm vexing this man, how in the world am I going to make it? Thank you. I can't. And not only can't, I won't. The people that get the rewards are the obedient people. Those are the dear children that God talks about. And as time goes on, and see, that's why I got the subject in this. Time will tell. Why did I use that? Because when you think about it, we may do a lot of talking. But how often out of all that talk, do the man and woman slash all my brothers and sisters in God? How do they see me? How is my life being portrayed? Not only before them, but when I get out of them doors when there's no church service. And I'm like, yes, at home in my car. Uh, and then, boy, especially when I'm among others. When the saints come around, I get holy. And then when my boys come around, I gotta get touch. All right, Peter. And when my cousins they come, uh, where else shot you? Well, Bishop ain't around right now. I guess I can have me a little one right now. Go on and twist the cap on that that sleeve rooms. How in the world can I be consistent in God and treating God the way He needs or deserves? I can't draw them. This is why He said, "Let your light so shine." That men may see. And then when they see it, they're going to glorify the Father. They're going to give you the glory. They're going to give God the glory because they know how you used to be. But if they also see you cutting up, what can you tell them? It ain't a thing you can tell them. You, all you can do is just leave something there and say, okay, I know I'm doing wrong, but uh, that's really the right way. What if they see you ain't putting forth no effort? Your conversation is void. It's no good. It carries no weight. This is why I said time will tell. Because if we don't go through, if we don't suffer, we can't reign. So this is a suffering way. So you can get ready for that. Now, if you think you're going to come to the church, and uh, gonna skip all the suffering. <laughs> That's not happening. You gotta be made. I think about that song. What do you want the Lord to say? Well done, that good and faithful servant. Are you were you being faithful when the man of God told you to do thus and so, and you decided, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I did another stuff, but uh, you kind of messing with me, dude. I, I'll see you whenever. Mm, yeah. And then you wonder why you can't make it if things are happening in your life. Then you're being disobedient. And when you're being disobedient to him, you're being disobedient to God's system. You can't be prosperous like that. You never will. And then I ask myself the question, how far am I willing to go for God? Am I ready to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow? 
when it hurts? Am I still willing? We sung the song, I'll go. If the Lord needs somebody, here am I, send me, I'll go. All right, the pastor said, all right. And we just left from driving way down to Mississippi or somewhere. We got service the next morning. Uh, where were you at, brother, sister? Uh, where did you see a uh, a guy? Don't think he get tired? You don't think sometimes he don't want to sit home and spend time with mother? You don't think he don't want to do things with him and then tell us, okay, y'all should know enough now for me to leave y'all on your own while I go and try and recuperate? He needs us the way he can depend on us. Now again, that takes me back. Time will tell. And that's all I kept thinking about. Because when Bishop and I, I had a conversation with him here recently. And we were talking about the seriousness of being saved. Or living for God. We got to come to that point in order to make it out of here. This thing is serious. This ain't no joke. This is wising up. And this is just, this is just the beginning of the sorrows. Here is, we didn't really get a chance to enjoy the Passover. But yet we are enjoying the Passover because we're living it now. Again, what kind of soldier you going to wind up being? Time will tell. Bishop, your pick. Amen. Come on, give him another hand, praise. Give him another hand, praise. Praise Amen. Praise God. Amen. No shout, I enjoyed that. Amen. I enjoyed that. Amen. Praise God. It was a good word, amen, from the Lord, amen, praise God. Amen. You know, he said so many good things, amen. I was just sitting there listening to him, amen, praise God, and the scripture that he brought, amen, praise God. You know, I want you to read, amen, this scripture. It was one thing David said in there that really got my attention. It really got my attention. And it's the second verse. The second verse. Amen. Psalms 39. Amen. Amen. I was I was done with hold, silence. Hold, hold it. He said, I was dumb, mm -hmm. dumb with silence. Mm -hmm. Read. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace. This Even is what he said. I held my peace. Amen. I want to say this here in short. Amen. We living in a time now where people don't know how to hold their peace. Oh, 
But we living in a time now where people can't hold their peace. They got to tell you off. They can't hold their peace. And I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about saints. I'm talking about saints. They got to tell you off. Amen. You know what? I was talking to brother and I was telling him of just, a, just a few words. Now I talked to the wife about it. And I said, I can't understand people. You know. And y'all didn't hear it this many times. Amen. Uh, how people can holler when the word is going forward. They can holler. Oh, they ever get so loud. But all of a sudden when the word turns and hit them. And they say, ouch. They get quiet. And they get mad. They get mad. And I've just been praying and asking God. I said, God. Now, if a person is filled with the Holy Ghost, if they feel with the Holy Ghost, they got your spirit, they got the Holy Ghost, amen, praise God, that came down from you, not the one that's going around, but the one that came down from heaven, from you. If they got the Holy Ghost, and when the word find them, why is it that they get mad and they almost want to just throw you away. Why? Why do they just, they, they get so mad until they want to just throw you away and they will say, I didn't enjoy that word. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. That is a reason when people, when saints don't enjoy the word. I done found that out. Right? It's a reason because when the word finds you and that word is cutting you, amen, praise God, amen. And if you ain't really got what you say you're supposed to have, you ain't really got what you say you're supposed to have, you ain't going to accept this. You is not going to accept the word when the word of correction come, amen, praise God, if you ain't got what you say you supposed to have, you will not accept those words of correction. You won't accept them. And this happened. And David said, in there, he said, I held my peace even from good. Sometimes the preacher got a hold in peace even from good. He got a hold in peace. And my sorrow was stirred. Read it. My heart was hot within me. My heart was hot. I wanted to tell you, but I couldn't. Because right then, you ain't gonna accept it. You won't Accept. If I tell you what I see, if I tell you how you acting, you won't accept it. 
You know what? You might walk out the door. But if you got what you say you're supposed to have, which is the Holy Ghost, if you got it, amen, praise God, amen, praise God, you know what? I'm going to tell y'all. Boy, I have been cut with the word, and I sat there, and I ate. I didn't get up and leave. And sometimes the word can come, amen, praise God. And the pastor don't be trying to rebuke, but it God be rebuking in his word. God do. Sometimes God rebukes in the messages. It don't be the pastor. Sometimes God rebukes. Amen. And I have found out, amen, praise God. When the word comes and go to rebuking you, amen, praise God. When the word goes to telling you about yourself and rebuking you sharply, amen, praise God. Don't get mad at the messenger. Lord. Don't get mad at him. Don't get mad at the messenger. Because he's just only doing with God. You want to get mad at somebody, get mad at God. Get mad at him. But you know what? We ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that. We're going to look at the man and going to say, I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And that made me, that made me form another opinion about it. Just because God says something and rebuke you in the word, you're going to form an opinion about the man of God. While I was musing, while I was musing, the fire burned. The fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. Then spake I with my tongue. Lord, Lord, make me to know my end. Make me to know my end. And the measure of my day. And the measure of my day. What it is that I may know how frail I am. How frail that I am. Sometimes the word of God comes to you. And it comes to make you to know just how frail you are. Just where you at. You thought you was up there. You thought you was up. But the word of God came to you and revealed to you you ain't saved enough. Say, well, when do you get saved enough? Somebody wouldn't tell me that. When do, answer that for me. When do you get saved enough? When do you get saved enough? Ask yourself the question. When do I get saved enough? When when do I get saved? This is a shakedown walk every day. You got to shake down every day because every day you walk, you can find something you need to get rid of. It's a shakedown walk every day. Somebody come running and telling you, I know I'm, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And no sooner they leave out of your sight, they wiggling their neck and they mad with somebody. It's a shakedown walk every day. It's a shakedown. And when the word comes to you, amen, praise God. And if you feel with the Holy Ghost, amen, praise God, you know what? You will accept what God says. You will accept him, amen, praise God. You know what? You might, you might go off. You might cry about it. You might, you know what? Now see, 
what you do, you better off when you go off. If you talk to yourself, amen, you ain't got to give an account of nobody else. But sometimes folks go off and they want to pull somebody in. They want to pull you in. They want to pull this one in. And they want to leak all over them. They want to leak them wet, no good tears all over them, amen. They ain't tears of repentance, amen, praise God. They tears of just being mad. They ain't no tears of repentance. They're mad. They want to leak all over you. They want to tell you how I don't agree. How I don't. And that's something else that gets me. How? Amen. Praise God. I know. I know. Amen. Praise God. Bishop's name. He will live. He will give you. Amen. Uh, a leeway. Do not. If you didn't understand. You didn't, you didn't agree, amen, praise God. But then when they ask you, why don't you agree? Why is it that you can't agree? And then you say, well, I, well, I, I just ain't got the answer right now. I just can't, I just, I just tell you, I just can't agree with it. But why don't you agree with it? What is it that you don't agree with? Well, I can't, I can't answer it right now. No, you can't answer. You know what it is? They mad. Because they've been found in the word. It's just like the Bible said in Revelation. You're going to be found lacking in the balance. You're going to be found lacking. Either the good going our way or the bad going our way. You're going to be found in the balance. But we thank the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for that. That word came from the Lord. Thank God for it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Can I, can I have just, just one more little, little Go scripture read? Go ahead, Bishop. Go to Proverbs 10 19. And then, excuse me, 10 19. Let's 10 19. In the multitude of words. In the multitude of what? There wanted not sin, but he that refrained his lips is wise. He that he that keeps his mouth. What you said? He that keeps his mouth. Keep your mouth shut. If you keep your mouth shut, you wise. You ain't got to give an account of nothing. If you keep your read that again. In the multitude of words. In the multitude of words. There wanted not singing. Come on. But he that refraineth. He that refraineth. His lips. His lips. Is wise. He's wise. He that keepeth his mouth. He that keepeth his mouth shut. That's what I was saying the other night. Amen. Don't be, don't give your opinion so quick. You wise when you hold your opinion. Don't be so quick to talk. Hold your mind. Read a little more than what you would say. The tongue of the just. The tongue is what? The tongue of the just. The tongue of the just. Is as choice silver. Glory to God. 
The heart of the wicked, the heart of the wicked, is little worth.
Love them from a distance. Amen. Praise God. Let's let's follow the protocol. Amen. Praise God. Because they're fixing to open this thing up and everybody gonna want to run and get all up in your face. Amen. Praise God. But you gotta learn how to tell them. I'm gonna use one of them words what they use out there. Get out of my grill. Uh -huh. Amen. We thank you all. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Sam, you did a good job.